Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. <laughs> That's cute. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hello, and salutations from everyone on the other side of seeing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I hope you went. <laughs> I hope you cried. I was inconsolable. I don't think anyone would cry more than you cried. I cried so hard. <laughs> I had a little Menti B. Patrick? Is it, me- like, is it a movie that you're supposed to cry in? Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. Especially if you've been, like, on the journey. Yes. Okay. This was such an incredible film. It was so good. And this is it. This is it. This is it. It's the end of Guardians of the Galaxy as we know it. Okay. Because James Gunn, the man who wrote and directed all Uh three films, is now the head of DC. So he's not coming back to do anything with that crew anymore. But everyone, please go see this movie. What is Chris Pratt going to do after this? Listen, I love Chris Pratt. And y'all can't tell me nothing about Chris Pratt. I love that man. Remember? Doing push-ups. Wait, remember? Getting gas. Wait, wait. Oh, was that a paparazzi thing? Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember when he proposed to Katherine Schwarzenegger? Were we friends at this point? And I was literally devastated. I was like, I can't. I can't even be around. Like, I went to an event at a pop-up on Melrose Place and she was there after they had just gotten engaged and I was like I have to leave like I couldn't even be in the vicinity of her because I was like you are marrying my crush it's like just damaging my soul (laughs) by the way I like was in a happy relationship and still am with Patrick so it's okay Patrick's my Peter Quill I love it oh love it do my teeth look really clean yes they do did you go to Dr. Appa I did. I, I did. I need to go. It's like walking into the Matrix. Yep. That scene where it's just the really bright white room. <laughs> but Charlene always can rely on her. Truly a luxury experience to go get a cleaning there. It's the only teeth cleaning you ever look forward to. Agreed. No one loves, no one likes a teeth cleaning. No. Um, And she gave me this prescription toothpaste because she saw, like, I have a little bit of, like, gum recession in the back Mm. and she said it's like I haven't tried it yet but she was like think of this as like applying like a sunscreen for your teeth you like apply it um and you don't like rinse it you let it like coat your teeth overnight so it helps like to build back that the gums (gasps) wow I know isn't that crazy prescription toothpaste she said it wasn't bad but like it'll definitely help because weird shit happens to your teeth when you're pregnant and stuff so yeah, oh, yeah, and aging. And and all. aging. It's so fun. Aging. Well, they look extremely white. Thank you. So. And then I'm going to go back to get like a proper whitening in August. But she was like, I don't know if you want to do this right now. Like you're you're going through a lot with like, you know, the baby. Yeah, you don't then... need like a, a ping of pain exactly. in the back of your mouth oh my God, while I was, 
thinking about that. I was like, oh my God, the pings of pain. Like I need to be mentally prepared for that. But I want white teeth, so. I need to be stoned the next time. That too. Because I forgot how painful it is. Just take an Uber there. Take an Alto there. Pop in. Pop in a kin slip. Get your teeth whitened and then walk over to Erewhon. Get yourself a $20 smoothie and you had a great day. You had a great day there. You know what? That actually is, that sounds delightful to be honest. Okay. Kirby, what is the latest drama with Tart and TikTokers? I cannot wait to talk to you about this. I cannot wait to hear about it. Because I want to hear your opinion specifically on on how you feel about Tart's trip strategy. Okay? So this is a breakdown from Insider. I happen to see Maureen Kelly, who if you're not familiar, she's the founder of Tart. She's an icon. And she's been getting a lot of traction on TikTok because she founded the brand that did the insane... Dubai trip. So she gets on and she has this video where she's talking about how she's sad because she's seeing this conversation around an upcoming trip that's going to be had with Tart. I was really trying to follow what was going on, but unfortunately, the person that got online and kind of started this conversation deleted their TikTok account. So I couldn't even find any type of stitch or anything because she deleted the original video. So this is from the insider account. It says, Beauty brand Tarte apologized for a miscommunication after a TikTok influencer claimed she was treated like a, quote, second-tier person on a proposed brand trip. So in a TikTok, Bria Jones said she was dropping out of a Tarte brand trip because of unfair treatment. Tarte apologized for a, quote, miscommunication, but said creators had access to the same opportunities. After Tarte's CEO posted a response, Jones said she deactivated her account because of harassment. Okay, so... Bria said that apparently they were invited to a Formula One brand trip with Tarte in Miami. Are you familiar with Formula One? Yes. Okay. We're big F1 family over here. There's a big race in Miami this weekend. Yes. So Tarte is planning a trip around this, which by the way, they were just in Turks and Caicos last week. <laughs> right. And they also just had a huge brand trip in January. I don't know how we know the people on their team. It's it's like a very small team. Yes. To be planning all the logistics of all of these press trips. Small and mighty. So it says that Bria Jones was slated to leave for Miami on Thursday, May 4th, and return on Saturday, May 6th. A curious schedule, she said, came to notice, given that the Formula One race is scheduled for Sunday. She learned that other influencer friends attending the trip were slated to stay in Miami through Monday, whereas she was only the one she was the only one departing on Saturday. And this is what she says. I will be damned as a black creator if I accept anything other than equal treatment on these trips, she said in her video. Jones did receive an invite to Sunday's race, but it was rescinded due to a typo, apparently. Jones acknowledged that her numbers are not like some of these other creators, assuming that that was the reason she was left out of Sunday's affairs but said being excluded make her made her feel less than. I would love to go on a tart trip, and trust me, I'm so grateful, but I have more integrity than to get all the way to Miami and realize I'm being treated like a second-tier person, like I'm being ranked. And so the video goes viral. Maureen Kelly gets a lot of flack, and so does Tart. And Tart says that they apologized to the creator for the miscommunication and then attempted to clarify the varying schedules. According to the company, every creator invited 
was asked to come for a three-day duration staggered throughout the week. While the main event of, of Formula One is on Sunday, there are practice races and qualifying rounds on Friday and Saturday too. And so it says, we apologize for the miscommunication. This is from Tart. The entire event was three days, and to spread the love, we had invited many creators to join us, each for one of the three days. All creators had an equal itinerary with one day at the race, one dinner, and one nightclub event, and no one was staying longer than anyone else. The brand said that creators with all different size followings were invited across the three days, but that after learning several people preferred a specific day of the race, she said the company worked some magic to get additional tickets for the final day. She added that the company reached out to Bria Jones and her team to try to reconcile and extended her invite to Sunday, though Jones confirmed to Insider she is still not attending. And apparently the brand says, we've already made plans for Bria to come to Tarte's New York headquarters this summer for a fun photo shoot and a night out in the city. Now, Maureen's video basically is like, I didn't watch all of it, but she says something to the effect of, I grew up in a family of seven. My whole thing when I do these trips is that I want as many people there as possible. So we try to figure out how to accommodate that. And that means staggering and having different groups. And I believe for the Turks and mm -hmm. Caicos trip, there was also a group one and group two because Maureen was posting group two comes in tonight. And I thought, okay, that's really interesting that there's two groups and not just one massive trip. Then... There are people that were on that Turks and Caicos trip that are going, hey, listen, I this one girl, I can't remember her name. She's hilarious. But she was like, listen, if I had management, they would probably tell me not to post this. But whatever. Here we go. I have less followers than a majority of the people that were on this Turks and Caicos trip. And I had the worst room. My bathroom and shower did not work for two days. I didn't make a big deal of it, but I let the brand know. You know, two days later, they finally come and fix it. But I definitely had the worst room. And of course, they're going to give the bigger rooms to people that have bigger followings. So they'll make content about it and, you know, be thrilled, whatever. And Maureen was kind of like, I'm disappointed to see some of these responses because I just want everyone to be there and be happy. We're not really picking, you know, based on follower numbers, who gets the biggest room. We just want as many people there. This is how she kind of made it sound. They could invite a smaller group of people where... They only get the bigger rooms, and then there's a bunch of empty, smaller rooms. But instead, she wants to invite as many people as possible. And I think that the, there is a lot to be said about this particular point of view. But before we dive into that, what are your thoughts on this situation? Well, I feel like we've seen this a lot lately. Kirby and I were actually even on a trip where there was like a group one and group two. To be honest, like I just think it's weird. I think no matter what you say everyone is just getting the room that they're assigned we're not you know trying to think about like this influencer has more followers so therefore they get the bigger room no absolutely you are thinking about that like that's smart that's strategic but i think that you should just plan one trip because no matter what you do right even though these people are grateful to be invited to these on these trips you're going to compare notes, you're going to compare rooms, you're going to compare experiences, you're going to compare whether they got invited uh, with a plus one, whether they flew business versus first class, like it's just it's going to happen. And no matter what you try to do, no matter how good the intentions are, and people are always going to compare. So I think like, why not just do one small trip, especially if you are tart and you're hosting trip after trip after trip just host one group right right I am friendly with Maureen Kelly and I would want to ask her honestly if she wants to come on the pod which we would love to have her 
But talk about the strategy of having so many of these trips one after the other. Because initially that trip to the UAE was to promote, I don't even remember what that was to promote. And it was in conjunction with Sephora, right? Middle East, yes. Then this Turks and Caicos trip was all about the new glow shape tape. But this Formula One thing, while it sounds incredible, is there a launch tied to this? Because we need to be strategizing. Yeah. This is, is the strategy. Like Tart is the party right. brand. Is the strategy just so that there's always some sort of presence on TikTok? Is that the strategy? Because that is an expensive ass strategy. Right. <laughs> and it, it seems to be working. So. Yeah. And, and I think the other thing, too, is, of course, a brand wants to maximize as many influencers as they can on one of these trips in order to get as much social coverage as possible. And I commented this on Maureen's video, but I deleted it because it was hard. I didn't want her to think I was attacking her, but I was asking her a valid question, which is, don't you think it might make more sense to actually par down how many people are invited to these? So you get more FaceTime with more of these people and they actually get more of an enjoyable experience. I think that if you invited people to this Formula One thing, invited everybody on a Thursday night and had them all leave on a Monday and you cut that group in half, I think that maybe is a more meaningful experience for that group and it actually builds a legit relationship versus maybe it being more of a superficial, we're going to go to the club Mm -hmm. and we're going to take you a nice dinner and then we're going to get you to this random race and like all these other things. Where then there's like a hierarchy of, well, oh, they get to stay for the actual Formula One race, but I have to leave a day early because I'm coming in early. Because, but I also didn't get an option to do that. I mean, we've been a part of this, especially, I, like, I, I feel for Bria Jones because Sarah and I have experienced this. It's not a good feeling. It's not. It sucks because we have less followers than literally anybody else that's on these trips that we go on because we're editors and we don't do content full time, right? Right. But when we were being invited on these trips, we were representing bigger publications that have massive following. Yes. Like, but at the same time, it's always been very apparent that your follower count supersedes whatever publication you're writing for. And I think now more than ever, it's become abundantly clear that social is the more important priority for almost Mm -hmm. every single brand. Like just point blank. I mean, because Mm -hmm. now everything is essentially branded content on a lot of these publishers. I know for a fact that there are publishers that will not even editorially consider a brand or product unless you're giving them, I think, a 20% commission on affiliate links for their preferred affiliate program. So, and, and that's something that's not talked a lot about, but it happens. And because of that, now... Brands are going, okay, well, where can we maximize getting more people to know about something? TikTok. TikTok is now a search engine for Gen Z. TikTok is how everybody, this, yeah. I heard about this through TikTok. This whole situation. Yeah. TikTok is where Wait, I'm getting my news. can we just back up for a second? When you say like TikTok is being used as a search engine for Gen Z. It, when I learned that, I was like, what do you mean? Like, they're like, no, they literally use it like you would use Google. And I was like, what yeah like that is they go the, to tiktok first to f- figure out like where to eat what to buy it's so crazy and i mean i know i sound like an old because maybe you do this already kirby but i was like wow i had no idea i do this now i do this now to see what people how are people talking about things 
when brands come to me and they want me to post a uh, sponsored piece of content on TikTok that's more of like a review, I tell them no because my bread and butter on that platform is behind the scenes beauty and that's what gets the most engagement. People want to hear my opinion on things in that aspect. But so many brands will say, we don't care. We want you to post it there because we want to have that search optimization on the platform. So I think the the thing for me with Tarte is I think if they keep doing trips like this, like, listen, I love a Tarte trip. We both been on Tarte trips. They know how to do them so well. But for me personally, if I went to Turks and Caicos and I had like a crappy room, <laughs> which what is crappy right, when it's right. like some giant mansion on Richard Branson's right. island, but like but still my toilet wasn't working. Yes. And it just seems kind of like a free-for-all. I did see a lot of criticism about that trip on Twitter, especially, where people were like, what is this content that Tarte's putting out? People are, like, cursing in the content. It's like they're all just drunk and cursing together. And it's like, it feels very much almost like girls gone wild in a way. (laughs) Is that, am I saying, is that, like, to step up? Obviously, they're not, like, making them take their shirts off and, like, you know, expose themselves. (laughs) That's not it. But it just feels like a free-for-all and, like, very chaotic. I want to call out Jackie Ina in a positive way because she just went on this trip with Swiffer, and she did a whole video. It was a paid partnership. I know. Yeah, iconic trip, honestly. But she was, like, explaining to her followers that they have this new mop, essentially, and that she hates regular mops. And so she showed people how it worked properly. They went to – P&G's R&D place in Ohio and she you know did her Lux Jackie thing but then also included the educational component of it all and all the comments were like see this is the type of trip that I'm most interested in because you're actually learning more about the brand versus it being just like party 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 right and like how many people were invited on that it was yeah a very select curated group of people That fresh trip that I was just on in February, a very select curated group of people where education was the cornerstone of being there. And yes, like you want to have fun when you go on these trips because you're traveling long hours and you also have to work when you're on them. So you want to be able to relax and enjoy and like build relationships with the brands. And the thing is, is that I think Tarte has longevity and they have done some amazing things in the past year by creating products that that Gen Z now actually cares about, like the Maracuja Juicy Mm -hmm. Lips and bringing back the cheek stain. So they're still relevant in so many ways. But what I worry about is that with these press trips, or pardon me, influencer trips now happening so frequently, it's it's going to overstep the value the brand actually brings people. Yep. So, yeah. That, 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 that's all I have. That's all I have. But I would love for Maureen to come on and, and talk no, about it and say, okay, this is actually where we wanted to go with this. This is actually the idea behind it. This is why you're going to see more of these trips from us because of this. You know what I mean? Totally. No, absolutely. I mean, she's obviously a very, very smart businesswoman. Agreed. So it'd be great to hear from her. But wow. Yeah. Well, I, I need to check out this trip. Sounds fun. I know. I, so we're we're going to start seeing all this Formula One content coming up soon. Damn. I'm jealous. All right. Reef safe sunscreens. Tell me more. Ugh. Okay. So there is an article that came out in Beauty Independent written by our friend Rachel Brown. And the headline is sunscreen brands start to challenge reef safe claims. We've talked about this so much on the podcast 
we talked about it like I think two episodes ago or whatever when we talked about sunscreen. At Reef Safe is more and more becoming just this meaningless marketing term because research has proven that the chemicals from sunscreen, specifically the ones that are being banned in Hawaii and and Florida as as being, you know, harmful to reefs, those are not the main source of of concern for reefs. Right. Like it's climate change. Yes. It's climate change, everyone. <laughs> Surprise. And certain areas have more damage than others. It's all very, very nuanced. <laughs> and so all of these brands that are coming out and claiming that they're reef safe are really only eliminating the two main ingredients, which is, I, I like don't want to pronounce it now because- Julian Sass dragged us for our terrible pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. So rude. So rude. So rude. Oxybenzone and octanoxate. Yep. There you go. I said it. Yep. And so just Proud because their sunscreen doesn't have it, all these brands are just, you know, claiming themselves to be reef safe. When in actuality, it might actually include other ingredients that could still be potentially harmful to the reef. Right. Or just in general, like that it's not even really what's affecting the reefs at the end of the day. Like we said, it's climate change. So there are brands like Babo Botanicals, which I don't know if I've spoken about this brand you before, have. but they make really, really great mineral sunscreens. A lot of great, really like um, kid baby friendly ones. So Baba Botanicals launched a campaign last month challenging the beauty claims, quote unquote, reef safe and quote unquote, biodegradable. Mm -hmm. And they really want to just encourage the industry to eliminate the term reef friendly because it just doesn't mean anything. They said there is no set standard for what reef safe truly means. The term reef safe is unregulated. But it's crazy, Kirby, because Rachel points out in this article that search for reef safe sunscreen has just increased exponentially over the past few years. And even like on Target's website, if you type in reef safe sunscreen, 365 different products from different brands pop up. So People are searching for this, especially if they're going on a vacation to Hawaii. Um, but again, like it really, it it's just really another marketing term that means not much. So I contributed to Spate's latest report that's coming out soon, and it's about sun care and searches in sun care. And I believe Reef Safe was pretty high up there. I can't remember if it was if it's going to be included in this or not, but you're right. This is a term that's been proliferated so much that now people are searching for it because they think it's a necessity. I think that one thing that you need to consider is sometimes brands lead the charge. Certain brands can lead the charge on ways they market their products. And then the consumer feels like they're being privy to something that nobody else knows and they feel like a crusader in order to promote that as fact. Mm -hmm. And then because it's been proliferated so much, all the other brands start to hop on board because it's something that the consumer starts to demand, mm -hmm. not that it's actually fact. Very, very similar to, clean. to the clean movement. <laughs> yes. 
clean does not mean squat. We talk about this all the time. And I know that a lot of you utilize this for sensitive skin or certain skin issues that you may have. So I don't want to make you feel like that is a bad thing. Do what you have to do for you. But the problem is, is that now so many uninformed consumers think clean is a superior option when it's not. But brands will throw it in there as a marketing buzzword in order to almost bring peace of mind to consumers so that they're not criticized or asked a thousand questions by the people that potentially buy their products. So I really hope that we can just get to a point where some of these claims are uh, explained better or just diminished. There's more research remo- being yes. done. Yep. Yes. Agreed. Okay, not to say that you guys should be buying our merch, which you definitely should, but if you have bought our merch, you probably know it's pretty easy. Couldn't be easier. Truly. And that is because we use Shopify. And we love Shopify because it makes it easy to purchase products, not just sell them, but as somebody who often buys things online, I love that when I log on somewhere, maybe Skims or something, you go to check out and it's like, boop, all my stuff's in there. No need to pull out my credit card or my wallet. Just fill out the little code that comes to you and then you're on your way. And for entrepreneurs out there, Shopify couldn't make it easier for you to sell your stuff. It makes it easy to accept payments, you manage your orders, you're building the relationships with your customers. It literally has everything you need to sell in person, but also everything you need to sell online. If you're ever wondering ease of use, like why it's so easy for you to check out certain places, it's likely because it is a Shopify website and it helps you to drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns. We probably could do a little bit more of that to be honest. So uh, here's your PSA to go buy some Los Angeles merch. There's literally Shopify built in plugins for Instagram. Wow. Did you know that? That's amazing. We're not doing enough. We're living in the future. We we have all of this at our service and we are not utilizing it. So sorry, Shopify. But now that they are proud sponsors of Los Angeles, we will be integrating that into our merch situation. Yes, we will. If you are interested in checking out Shopify, we've got a little deal for you. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Los Angeles. That's all lowercase. So just go to shopify.com slash Los Angeles to take your retail business to the next level today. That is shopify.com slash Los Angeles. All right. This is fun. Sarah (laughs) had this idea and I think it's kind of brilliant. Okay. So everyone's talking about ChatGPT, <laughs> like literally everyone. And I've been, you know, poking around, having fun with it. What are what are some questions you've asked ChatGPT, Kirby? I asked ChatGPT to write a demand letter. <laughs> did it do it? It did a great job. Wow. I utilized it. In so smart. Yep. I I asked it to write a song about zoe and it wrote a really funny song (laughs) oh (laughs) for those of you who don't know what chat gpt is it is an ai chat bot 
that mines the internet to answer questions. It mines the internet and gathers like answers to create sometimes full-on letters, essays, songs in literally seconds, seconds. And so, and not all of it, you know, is super accurate, right? You have to zhuzh it. You got to zhuzh it a little bit. And there's a bunch of like, you know, warnings in the beginning where it's like before you sign in, like that any any questions about like 2021 and on, like they don't have as much information about, like stuff like that. So, mm. but I thought it would be interesting to ask it some beauty questions and Kirby and I could rate out of, you know, one to 10, how well we think ChatGPT answers these questions. So, Love. first question, what's the best way to get rid of a pimple? Okay, so within seconds, ChatGPT wrote, there are several ways to get rid of a pimple, but the effectiveness of each method may vary depending on the severity of the pimple and the individual skin type. Number one, keep your face clean. Great. Number two, apply a spot treatment. It says to look out for a product that contains benzoyl peroxide, salicylic acid, or tea tree oil, which can help dry out the pimple and reduce inflammation. It says to use a warm compress, don't pick or squeeze the pimple, and then seek professional help. It says it may be best to consult a dermatologist for prescription strength treatments, such as topical or oral medications, chemical peels, or light therapy. And then it ends with, remember, prevention is key. Maintaining a healthy skincare routine and avoiding touching your face can help to prevent future breakouts. This is like an article I would have written. <laughs> on like bustle five years ago this is insane it gave you a step-by-step -step with explanations yes wow 10 out of 10 within within seconds 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 i'm into it 10 out of 10 okay I next respect question it. kirby the order in which you apply your skincare products is important as it, it can affect their effectiveness. As a general rule, you should apply your products in order of thinnest to thickest consistency, allowing each product to fully absorb into the skin before applying the next. Here's a recommended order. Cleanser, toner, treatment products, eye cream, moisturizer, sunscreen. Note, if you have a prescription topical medication, such as those for acne or rosacea, you should follow the instructions given by your dermatologist for when and how to apply them in relation to your other skincare products. This is bonkers, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, totally agree. The only note I have is that in this first line, it says, as it can affect their effectiveness. And I would have maybe changed effect yeah. to a different word. Right. Could be, yeah, need some thesaurus help. Agreed. I wonder if ChatGPT is mining any of our old articles, Kirby. Wow. Wouldn't that be something? You should have asked, how can a woman shave her face and then see? Oh, my God. And then it's like your face. It's Kirby's <laughs> face that pops up in ChatGPT. That'll be our next question. Yeah. I like it. I, I like, like it, it, too. I'm giving it, I'm giving that a 10 out of 10. I respect it. Okay. I'm going to give it a, I'll give it a 9 out of 10 just so that we're not. 100%. Oh, okay. N nine out of 10 because of the lack of the source. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. Third question. Best celebrity beauty brands. I want to know what ChatGPT thinks. So they say, 
there are several celebrity beauty brands that have gained popularity and received positive reviews from consumers. Here are some of the best celebrity beauty brands. Number one, Fenty Beauty. And then it goes on to say, known for its inclusive range of foundation shades and bold, innovative products, Fenty Beauty has been widely praised for its quality and diversity. Confirm. Like, wow. Chat GBT, Rihanna Stan. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Number two, this is where I'm like, oh, okay. Kylie Cosmetics by Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner's beauty brand has been a huge success since its launch in 2015, offering a range of lip products, eyeshadows, and more. Okay, I have to Number be honest. I have to be yeah. honest. I respect this because, first of all, I am actually going to go to Ulta today and pick up some Kylie products because I've never tried them. you've never tried them. But I have to give her credit. She was really the first. I know Rihanna is on a different level than Kylie, but yeah. Kylie creating the lip kit was yeah the lip kit didn't exist before kylie nope. it, it was not called a kit at all neither did the drop model yep the drop model did not exist and even though i have been hypercritical of some of her launches especially kylie's skin in the past her glow products her like glow balm products yeah. are really speaking my language right now and so i'm gonna go to Ooh. ulta and see if i can find any okay i know well i i have to say her lip her lip kits are great like we respect it it's why she's billionaire right mm -hmm. okay number three huda beauty by huda katan huda katan's beauty brand has become a go-to for high quality versatile makeup products including a range of false eyelashes eyeshadows and complexion products i wouldn't consider her a celebrity i was gonna say this is where it loses me i love huda yeah. not a celebrity to me not a celebrity like now is extremely famous, but I wouldn't consider different category. Her, I consider yes, her an influencer by definite exactly by definition, not a celebrity. Yep. Number four, Rare Beauty by Selena Gomez, and then the the description of this, I'm like, wow. Selena Gomez's beauty brand has been praised for its inclusive message and focus on mental health, as well as its high quality makeup products. It's exactly how I would describe Rare Beauty. Yep. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> and then last, Honest Beauty by Jessica Alba, which, again, ahead of its time. Jessica Alba's clean beauty brand offers a range of makeup and skincare products made with natural, safe ingredients and has been praised for its transparency and commitment to sustainability. I would give this, because of the Huda, what would you, you first, what would you give it? Six of ten. Mm, six, wow, that's big. I, I'll give it a seven. Included Huda and has been, has said, been praised too many times. <laughs> Yes. Note to any young people out there who are using ChatGPT to write their papers. You got to go in and give it your magic. You got to. Yeah. Yeah. You really got to thesaurus it up. Rewrite some sentences. Oh, my cause... God. This next one. <laughs> wow. This is so rude. This is fucking rude. No. Screw ChatGPT. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Kirby, so, Kirby is so outraged by this this next chat GPT answer that she had to leave the room and bring Patrick in. Okay. Sarah had a genius idea for a segment where she would put beauty questions into chat GPT to see what they would say, and then we would rate the response. That's great. Agreed. This is so fucked up. The last question, is this, this is the last question. She goes, best beauty podcasts 
and has a giant LOL next to it. Let me just read this to you. There are several beauty podcasts that offer insightful discussions, tips, and product recommendations. Here are some of the best beauty podcasts you can check out. Fat Mascara. Hosted by beauty editors Jessica Matlin and Jennifer Goldstein, Fat Mascara offers in-depth interviews with beauty insiders, product reviews, and industry news. And it's the OG. Good job, ChatGPT. Breaking Beauty. Hosted by beauty editors Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins, Breaking Beauty features interviews with industry insiders, founders, and beauty brands, and celebrities sharing insights on the latest beauty trends and product innovations. So are these the, the podcast descriptions? Yes. Okay. Essentially. Three, The Beauty Closet. Hosted by beauty editors at Goop, Jean Godfrey June, and Megan O'Neill, The Beauty Closet offers honest discussions about skincare, makeup, and wellness, featuring interviews with industry experts and founders of beauty brands. This is where ChatGPT is losing me because all of these descriptions sound identical. Well, that's what I'm asking. Are they just pulling the descriptions from... No, no. It's not like copied and pasted from Fat Mascara's website or like Breaking Beauty's website. Natch Butte. R.I.P. R.I.P. Hosted by comedian Jackie Johnson, Natch Butte offers a fun and entertaining take of the world of beauty, featuring interviews with celebrities and industry insiders, as well as product reviews and skincare tips. This makes it sound like all beauty podcasts are exactly the same. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Lastly, and surprise, surprise, it's not us. <laughs> <laughs> beauty IQ Uncensored. Hosted by beauty experts at Adore Beauty, Joanna and Hannah, Beauty IQ Uncensored offers a fun and informative take on the latest beauty trends and products featuring interviews with beauty insiders and experts. Is the- These are just a few examples of the many beauty podcasts available, and there are many more to choose from depending on your interests or preferences. Okay, no disrespect. Never heard of Beauty IQ Uncensored. I have not heard of Beauty IQ Uncensored. For some reason, I feel like it was a it's a QVC Oh. No, it says Adora Beauty. Never mind. Okay. What are your thoughts on this, Patrick? I, I do think this is a data entry thing more so than ChatGPT hates you guys. I, I literally said fuck ChatGPT after <laughs> I, I read this. Take it back because our AI overlords are coming for us and you want to be on the good side. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. Thank you. You're right. I, ha- I had to tell you. I, pretty funny though, right? <laughs> it is really funny. Now, I feel extremely compelled to update our small blurb of so that what... it doesn't say industry experts yes <laughs> and beauty insiders yes we got to change it we got we got to change it chat gpt should offer you like the uh option similar to like wikipedia where you're like edit this page or whatever like this is incorrect information no i mean fat mascara og breaking beauty as well yep love jill and carlene Natch Butte, obviously, but R.I.P. But, you know, I... I feel like Los Angeles needs a little love. I think we should... Chat GPT. In my in-humble opinion. In my... We should be on here. In my humble opinion, (laughs) at the very least, our Courtney Cox interview should be mentioned. Yeah. (laughs) So there. (laughs) I would give... Do we get? Do we give a score? No, we haven't. What? What are your? A three out. Of, a three out of ten. I'm giving it two out of ten. <laughs> I'm only giving it two because it included uh, fat mascara, breaking fat mascara, beauty, and, beauty. and natch beauty. And natch beauty. That's why. I, that's why I gave it a three. All right. But whoever has access to the paid version, please let us know if we made it on that list. 
Fingers crossed. If we're not, don't tell us. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. We will be back on Friday with another great guest interview. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.